behind the chair. This is America. Does everybody know what time it is? Fix it radio. And it is that time. Fix it radio. KLZ 560. Myself, Charlie Grimes, of course, our engineer, Larry Anger, who normally answers phones, is in studio with me today. I think Dennis has a couple of... Uh, vacation things he's doing here in the next week or two so good for him good morning john nothing wrong with that so good morning larry good to have you a little cloudy out this morning don't know what the weather's going to do today other than it's supposed to be a little warmer so you know what we'll take it i don't know when i came in that breeze was nice and cool it was nice we'll take that we are fortunate that we typically get those cooler evenings so that helps us way more than other places in the country it's my feeling as to why a lot of people keep moving here but that's a whole other story. Yes, it is. My uh, swamp cooler decided to take a dump oh, no. Sunday. No. So what, I, pump go bad or motor yeah, or what? Well, two weeks ago, I had a filter plug up. Yeah. And not thinking straight through it, I had the filter replaced, and I should have realized that the pump is running without water, so I should have had the pump replaced at the same time. Well, it lasted four days, and then the pump went. I'm sure it's the pump because I can't hear it when I switch it over to pump. Okay. And you know, it's one thing we haven't talked much about yet this season either is the swamp cooler yeah. service. We talked a lot about air conditioning and the things you need to be doing there and and it, they are two different things. We should probably get into that a little bit today. Before that though, so I got a few things that I want to talk about. So a couple of things. One, we'll talk about smart meters because we've talked about that in the past. I've done a, a whole like hour segment on rush to reason when it comes to smart meters so learned a lot about them and there's a lot of i think uh, everything from you know misconceptions to conspiracy theories and so on around them we'll get into some of that today as well uh first off i did want to talk about irrigation because as i look around you can tell that with the extra heat we've had yeah we had a lot of rain that was great greened a lot of things up but i've noticed that depending upon where you're at and how folks are handling their own watering schedule i realize some of you are on you know water restrictions and things along those lines but i also i have a feeling and maybe i'm wrong but i have a feeling that a lot of folks don't understand how their irrigation clock actually works and let me explain if you know this then you can ignore the next you know few minutes here but if you've never heard this this may be revolutionary to some of you and most modern clocks I mean, modern clocks that have been around for 20-plus years now, have the ability to make what they call seasonal adjustments. And most people don't know these are inside of their clock. And what a seasonal adjustment does is what you really want to do is set all of your zones and the time you want for watering for you know pretty much what you would need in the middle of spring or the middle of fall. So in other words, that's where your 100% level would be. You go through and set your zones and the amount of time you need accordingly and and for a lot of you there are i mean we could get into details of this but i'd rather not you know each type of sprinkler head and how big your zone is will depend upon how much watering time you have for example the pop-up heads where it's spraying a mist all of the time they take less time because their coverage is all at once 
they take less time than a rotor head does because a rotor head is only hitting a portion of the grass as it sweeps so those have to run for a longer time to get your same application as you would have with your normal pop-up heads and again there's formulas for this that you can look on the internet or even text me and ask me you know what you would normally do in a situation like that and some of that has to do with what's the degree of sweep on those particular heads are they 180 are they 360 are they 90 all of that has to do with how long you would actually run that particular zone time waste but you would set all those for again like middle of spring middle of fall then what you do is as you get hotter instead of going in and manually adjusting every zone up in time because you need more water because of how hot it is outside and the fact that we have sunlight now right now getting into that time of the year where it's going to be the longest day of the year here in a not too distant future so given the fact that we've got the longest daylight of the year which means there's more evaporation than you would normally had yes you're going to water more now than you would in say middle of spring or middle of fall so what the, what, the, what the modern clocks have now allowed you to do is in the old days, you had to go in and adjust every one of those zones whenever you wanted to up or you know, raise or lower that time of each particular zone. With seasonal adjustments, you set everything initially at that 100%, and that's what the setting in the seasonal adjustment would be, is you run it at 100% based upon that middle of the spring, middle of the fall uh, watering times. And then as you get into summer, you may find you need to raise that to 110 or 120 or 130 and keep in mind what that's doing is adding time to every single zone 110 adds 10 percent 120 adds 20 percent you get the drift and you have to just kind of play with that and determine how much more watering do you need to do at different times of the year the other nice thing about seasonal adjustments as you get into the early spring or late fall you may find you can lower that down to 90 or 80%, which means it's only watering 80% of your set water times for each zone. And again, a lot of you may know this is there and use it. I will tell you, though, I think there's a lot of people out there that manually adjust every zone at different times of the year based upon their watering needs, not knowing there's a seasonal adjustment in the time clock itself. Make sense? Yep, it makes sense. And, and that's I don't do that. I, I manually turn my systems on. But I adjust them according to the area that I'm trying to water. Sure. Because I've got trees that mm-hmm. shade a lot. Mm-hmm. And I have... And that has an effect as well. Yes. Yes. And then I have other areas that are not shaded at all. So I take, you know, naturally, I'm going to give it more water. Yeah. And what you need to do... And great point, by the way, Larry, what Larry just said. You need to be doing the same thing in your own yard. There'll be areas where you just know it takes more water. There's other areas where you need less water. Uh, depending upon, you know, right now, uh, in the winter time, of course, our sun is in the southern sky, meaning we don't get much sun on the northern sides of fences and trees and the house and so on. Right, right now, it's the opposite. You're going to be more shaded on the south and sunny on the north because now, because of the long days and the way, I don't have to get into all of the... <laughs> <laughs> you know, the science of this, but you, you all know that this time of the year, we have longer days. We're farther away from the sun, but we're tilted towards it. That's why our days are longer right now, and it, get, and it gets hotter out uh, just because we've got more direct sunlight. It's really over the top of us. In fact, a little bit in the northern sky right now at the top of the day, which means which means it's the opposite of what you find in the wintertime. So those areas, to Larry's point a moment ago, where you would normally have shade in the winter – 
you're now going to have sun in the summer. Yes. And those are the areas you have to be careful of to make sure that you've got all the water. Because here's the thing. You don't want to water any more than you need to. You right. don't want to underwater, but you don't want to overwater. If you underwater, of course, you're going to have a bunch of brown spots, dry spots, hard ground, all of that. Things just aren't going to grow well. On the same token, you don't want to oversaturate and overwater and have a swampy yard where it's mushy and all. I mean, it's, you're just wasting water when you do that. So, again, there's ways to adjust the clock or do what Larry's doing. And there are times where you're just going to manually run maybe a zone periodically to handle a particular area. But really, if you've got the clock set correctly and all of your zones are doing what they need to, you should be able to pretty much automate it. Now, the other thing, too, that's come out of, of recent, oh, 10 years, maybe even maybe even a little longer than that, but, but a solid 10 years till now, there's now, and they're not that expensive, Wi-Fi controlled clocks. Yes. Where it's, a, it's basically a smart clock, and you have the ability to, from your phone, pretty much anywhere you want to be, control what's going on, even with some of these percentages and so on. And a lot of them, a lot of the smart clocks will even know what the weather is doing, and it knows whether it's been, even without knowing the measurement of water on your grass it knows from the weather whether you've had moisture that's fallen on the ground or not and it's not exactly precise as an actual you know water meter or rain gauge would be but it's it's pretty darn i mean they actually are pretty darn close they work pretty well as far as that goes so the newer clocks will actually like a lot of the other things that you now have in the home a lot of the other smart things which we'll talk about that as well when it comes to smart meters but a lot of these smart appliances or in this case the smart clocks will they save you water at the end of the day yes they will Absolutely. There, there are things built into them so the literally the hundred bucks or so you might spend on a new smart irrigation clock at the cost of water today you could all you literally could install one of those at the beginning of a summer and i would guarantee you by the end of summer it will pay for itself in one season you will pay for itself so if you do not have a smart irrigation clock a lot of folks make them rainbird hunter irritrol so on you can go down the list they're all very very similar just depends on what you're used to and what you like by the way changing those out is very very simple they come with full instructions you don't need to hire anybody to do it it's really sort of a plug and play if you would i mean it's really they give you all of the things to mark your current wires what zones they're coming off of how it goes back onto the new clock you screw the new clock to the wall rehook up all your zone wires plug your clock back into an outlet do your plug you know do your your programming and boom off you go it's really really simple and again, if you don't have a smart clock, it's something we have not, I don't think we've ever talked about that on Fix It Radio. We've talked about irrigation, startups, turnoffs, all that. I don't think we've ever gone through the actual smart clock, how it works, and the money they'll save. No, we haven't. It's, and it's big, folks. It really is. In fact, there are certain municipalities when it comes to the commercial end of things to where commercial buildings in some areas are required to use a smart clock that's even controlled you know, uh, remotely so that an irrigation company or, or a landscape company can control that because the last thing they want is that running when it's raining. Yep. And so a lot of you, you miss it. You miss it. They can't talk. <laughs> Municipalities have made some of those rules to where that's the case. So uh, I should have said this earlier, too. Any questions you've got for us? I mean, we'll talk about anything, anything around the house, whether it's outside, inside, doesn't matter what it is. Uh, a text line 307 200 307 200 8222. You can call directly in as well. We had a call actually come in right before we went on air today, which reminded me of something to talk about. 
303-477-5600. So again, 303-477-5600. So anything you've got for us, call, let us know. We'll, we'll get that taken care of and answer your questions. Uh, one thing, too, that I want to slip in here before we start talking about smart meters is still the security end of things. I am a part of a couple of different Facebook groups where I get to see what's going on in certain neighborhoods around town. And by the way, this is not like the inner city neighborhoods. I'm talking, you know, Golden, Arvada, Westminster, some of those areas where you wouldn't think crime would be as high as it should be. But it is. Well, it has to be because the economy is so tough on people. They're going to do whatever they can to live. You are correct, Larry. That is exactly what's happening. And when you've also got, I mean, keep this in mind, too. I've read this as well. For a lot of you, we can talk about this also in Drive Radio coming up next. But a lot of these police forces, because fuel has become so high, you know, they budget at the beginning of the year for how much fuel they're going to use. And as they start running out of budget money on fuel, they will sideline you know, park cars or put, yep. a, put an officer someplace to where they're just monitoring or watching and they're not driving around. So you're going to see when when fuel is at the price it is, you're going to see less patrol also because of what I just said. And I'm starting to see it. There, there's parts of the country where they've literally, you know, they get halfway through the month and, and their fuel budget is shot and they're not patrolling at all. Well, it's not only fuel, it's, it's manpower. They don't have the manpower right. to support what they need to do so they're not worried about the highways as much as crime itself. So th- as we talk about a lot on all the programs I have, this comes back down to the personal responsibility end of things. Right now, not that you've ever been able to, but right now more than ever, you cannot rely on someone else to protect your stuff. That's true. So you better be doing that yourself, figuring out how to do that. You know, do you have an alarm system? Do you have the ability to lock things up the way they need to be locked up? Do you have the right lighting at night to make sure people aren't coming and stealing things and stealing catalytic converters and on down the line we and go? And gas. And gas, even. So, yeah, right now, again, another another subject for drive radio, but we've talked about this in the past. The way they're stealing gas now, too, folks, is there's no siphoning going on. No. They're punching a hole, drilling a hole or punching a hole in the fuel tank. And just draining it out that way. Yep. They are not siphoning it, mainly because you can't siphon a modern vehicle like you once could. And it's faster for them to just poke a hole in the bottom of the gas tank and drain it out. And when they do that, it's a very expensive repair. Yes, it is. So if you've not got insurance or have things dialed in that way, again, those are some of the things that I would double check. Again, Paul Lewinberger, who's a great sponsor of ours here on Fix It Radio would help you along those lines as well. So make sure that you're not only insured properly, but you've got the security around your home set to where things are as much as you can protected. And the other thing that I would suggest, and we talk about this one a lot, and I know this is tough for some folks. I had this conversation with a prospective client yesterday, and that is if you have things in your garage that are keeping you from parking inside because the safest thing for you and your vehicle is to park in your garage, not in the driveway or on the street. And if you have the ability to clean out enough items to park inside, it will pay you dividends. In fact, I will tell you that one of these particular claims we've talked about, whether it's here or on drive radio, catalytic converter, fuel tank damage because they stole the fuel, or even stealing the entire vehicle. By the time you look at what that costs you in time, energy, 
deductibles and so on, even if that's insured, the amount of headache you go through, you would have been far better off to have cleaned the garage out and parked inside if you have one. Agreed. But I can tell you all the different neighborhoods I drive by and I look at the amount of cars that are parked outside and I can tell you the reason they're not inside is because when the garage door is open and I look in, there's no (laughs) way they're pulling that car in the garage it's not because of of another vehicle they're storing it's because of other items they're storing that they can't get the vehicle in the garage and this is a conversation even dan and i used to have back in the day on on rush to reason this is where really you look around the garage and if there are things there that you just flat don't need i had this again i had this conversation yesterday uh with a potential client that, that wants me maybe to possibly coach them and and i had a conversation because People get sentimental over things they own. I'm not sure why, because I'm not that guy, but some people get sentimental over things they own. And the conversation I had yesterday was, why? It's a material object. The memories are in your brain, not in that item. That item, if it has any value at all, either needs to be sold or if it's that if it's that important, then put it away to where you know it's always going to be safe and sound. And I realize there are a few items, pictures, things like that that have that type of value. But um, certain parts and things that you may just be keeping around your house just because, if they're taking up enough space to where you can't park in the garage, I know what I'd do. Well, you know, it's a sad part because I was talking with my son the other day. I've got a ton of pictures that I have not looked at in probably 20 years. Why do I still have them? Well, I have a fix for that as well. In fact, Larry just brought up something. I'll, I never thought about using this on Fix It Radio, but I just did this. Actually, I'm in the process of it right now. Uh, when I come back, I will, t- I will give you a fix for what Larry just said as well, which will actually allow you to see them versus the way Larry has them now or the way that I've even had them. So we'll talk about that as soon as we come back. So, guys, if you got anything for us, give us a call, 303 303- Four seven seven fix three zero three four seven seven five six zero zero. This is Fix It Radio KLZ five sixty. You're driving down the road and out of nowhere comes a bang. A huge rock just hit your windshield and now you have a star in your windshield. We all know the chip can be fixed, but who is the best? Who has the best resins that keep developing them to work with the newest windshields? That would be Novus Autoglass. Novus, which is the Latin word for innovate, invented windshield repair in 1972 and it still leads the industry in cutting edge technology. Backed by more patents than any other repair and replacement company, while other glass repair services offer limited warranties or worse none at all you can trust the original novus pros to stand behind their work with a full refund that you can use towards a windshield replacement for the life of your windshield find a novus location near you by going to our website drive-radio.com just click on the novus link that's novus autoglass a proud sponsor of drive radio want to keep making your 30-year payment but own in 15 years Want to be able to access your equity for future needs and not pay for it now? Take AIM, Affordable Interest Mortgage, 720-895-0500. We have been showing Coloradans how to own their home in less time without changing their 30-year payment. Home values are at the highest in their history. Take advantage of being able to access your equity for 10, 20, 30 years without making payments now. Take AIM, 720-895-0500. Worried about inflation? Everything getting too expensive? Learn how to be able to access your equity without having to refinance and pay closing costs over and over and over. Do it once, and you're good for 30 years. Affordable interest mortgage, 720-895-0500. 
Tired of paying too much interest to own your home? Stop. Learn how to lower your total interest cost. 720-895-0500. Locally owned and operated since 2001. And where it's all about you is not just our motto, it's who we are. NMLS 298-191, regulated by DORA. We live in uncertain times. Energy prices are through the roof, but what can you do? You only have one option for your electrical and natural gas needs. Absolute Electrical Heating and Air can help you keep those costs in line by giving you a free evaluation of your heating, cooling, and electrical demands. They have several ways to save you money, one of which is an infrared test to see where heating and cooling losses may be in your home. Once they do this, they can test and help you determine what can best be done to help reduce those losses and how you can save money. They also have more efficient devices that you can upgrade to that will save you money and make your home more comfortable year after year. So for all of your electrical heating and cooling needs, give them a call today at 720-526-0231 or find them at fixitradio.com or drive-radio.com. That's Absolute Electrical Heating and Air, our major sponsor of Fixit Radio, Drive Radio, and of course, Ready Radio. For quality and service beyond compare, call Absolute Electrical Heating and Air. You are responsible for making sure that you are properly insured, but you're not alone. While Paul Lewinberger believes in personal accountability, he wants to make sure he's setting you up for success as your home and auto insurance agent. Paul will teach you about how you can save money on your premium while being fully covered in case of a loss. Your insurance should be for emergencies, not petty cosmetic issues. Insurance is not a coupon, your bank account, or for maintenance. Paul Lewinberger will tell you that your insurance is for emergencies. And when you work with Paul, you'll be rewarded for your diligence. Ask him about their incentivizing rebate program. Take a higher deductible and take responsibility. It's just one of the ways they can afford to keep their rates low. Take control of your life. Take responsibility for your insurance coverage. Call Paul Lewinberger with American National Insurance now at 303-662-0789. That's 303-662-0789. I'm John Rush, host of Drive Radio, Fix-It Radio, and also Rush to Reason. I'm also a business owner and a business coach. Even though I love being on air and talking to all of you on a regular basis, the job I love the most is helping other business owners achieve their dreams. I've helped business owners who have owned a job become actual business owners. I do this through the installation of systems and helping them with their leadership skills so they can truly run their business instead of the business running them. If you're tired of your business running you and you want the freedom you sought in owning your own business, call me for a free consultation. I would love to help you and your business attain the goals you've always had. Go to RushMediaInc.com and send me an email. You can also use the text line 307-200-8222. Stop being a slave to your business and contact me today. All right, we are back. Myself, Larry, and Charlie. Fred and, and Pete, hang tight real quick. I was going to give Larry a tip on what to do with those old photos, which I just did because I was kind of that same point where it's like, okay, got all these photos, and some of them I'd like to even share because some of them are of the kids and family things and so on. So I actually, you know, actually my wife helped, and she did the majority of the work, the lion's share work. I, I kind of decided, you know, here's the ones we should save, and here's the ones we don't need to worry about. And what I mean by save is... There's a company where you can package all those up, send them off. They digitize all of them. 
and they will send them back to you on a jump drive. You'll still get your original pictures back, which you can then decide if you want to box up and store or do whatever you want to with. But you'll have all of those old pictures, which, by the way, deteriorate over time anyways. Yes. The pictures themselves will start to fade and go bad. We've seen how that looks. They will take all those pictures and digitize them, and it's actually not that expensive to do. And you eliminate having all of these picture albums kicking around that, frankly, you're never going to open. We look at things way more on our phones and our computers than we do on Sure. You know, paper. So if you get them digitized, you now have the ability to actually see them more, make movies out of them, do all sorts of things. Yeah, put them on Facebook. Where I mean, you, you name it. Social media, share them with the kids, create out family albums, whatever. There's so many things you can do once they're digitized you can't do in the paper form that, frankly, that's what I'm doing as we speak. They're being processed now. I'm sure I'll get these back in another few weeks. It, it does take about six weeks by the time you send those off. They digitize them. They're all done by hand, but believe it or not, there's not a big machine they run them through. They actually have people they're paying to actually run those through scanners to then digitize those and give those back to you. But no offense, I don't have time to do that. So, Well, believe it or not, I did that with my dad's home movies. Oh, there you go. Years Good ago. idea. Because they go bad, too. They go bad. But it was so nice because now I've got them. Yep. I've got some old home movies I need to do the same thing with. You just reminded <laughs> me. So good one, Larry. But good the problem one. is I did it with VHS tapes and stuff and DVDs. Got it. Got it. Fred, what's going on today? Hey, I'm utterly confounded. I'm, I'm standing outside my house looking at the garage like the RCA Victrola dog. <laughs> you mean to tell me I should take the two to $500 worth of yard sale crap that I've heaped all over in the garage out and put the $50,000 vehicle yeah. that I have to have every day to get to work there you in go. the garage. There you go, Fred. You got it. And do Spot you actually, on. Do you actually want to do a yard sale? <laughs> yeah, that, that's called a roll-off, Fred. Okay, well, I just want to make sure I have this right. I you want do. to make sure my logic follows You have it. You, you have it. You're the man, Fred. He is spot on. That's exactly how that works. And you know what? He, I mean, he, we're laughing, but he brings up a great point. Yes, he does. The even maybe thousand dollars of junk in the garage and the car's fifty grand parked outside. Which one's more important? And by the way, folks, it's really nice in the wintertime, especially to pull out of a really nice garage where you're not scraping off the windows and wiping snow off. Absolutely. Just saying. Pete, go on. What's what's happening, sir? Hey, you're the hardest working guy in radio. Well, thank you. <laughs> hey, I got a funny story for you guys. I don't know if you'll think it's funny or not, but um, I cut the tail end of your siphoning. Yes. Back in the early 70s when I was a kid, we didn't pay for gas for two years. We siphoned. We would go out at 2 o'clock in the morning with <laughs> two plastic five-gallon buckets. Yeah. <laughs> siphon our gas. You had the right, you have to have the right hose, like a plastic yeah, hose. Yeah, you did. That's correct. Yep. Yeah, that, yeah, that just made me laugh today. No, that's funny. Now, I mean, you're actually admitting that today, Pete? Yeah, but, uh, you know. <laughs> Is the statute of limitations out? Is that the deal? You don't have to worry about that now? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Hey, I got one more thing. I got a, I got an O2 Corvette. Yeah. The O6. Yeah. And uh, it's overheating, like, you know, 230, 235, 240. Yeah, that's too hot, yeah. And then I had a guy, so I, I talked to this guy, and he reprogrammed, like, the fans were set for 230 and 235. I had him program them down to 210 and uh, 203 and 208, and it doesn't go over 208 now. Okay. And so I just thought it was an easy fix because I was getting ready to put a whole new radiator in and everything else, you know. No, that's an easy fix. Yeah, that works. Yeah, for 125 bucks, 
as opposed to 2500. You you oh, you bet. No, good fix. Yes. Yeah. Hey, good good talking to you. Hey, guys. you too, Pete. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. And I know we sort of, you know, made fun of the garage thing, but, you know, uh, Fred especially made a great point on that. You know, we've got very expensive vehicles that we drive and rely on to really make the income necessary to do the other things we do in life. And yet we may have a total of $500 worth of crap in the garage that yep. we can't park in because of that. Charlie, during the break, brought up something else. This is another mistake that I feel a lot of folks make. And been there, done that. So I'm not criticizing because I've, I've done the same thing in my own world as a person and as a business. And that is renting storage lockers. There's some right to the west of us here as we look out the window. I'm always reminded of that. Uh, storage lockers that you rent to go put more crap in. That you're never going to use. That you probably, exactly. You're probably never going to use. And we've seen all of the you know storage wars and different things along those lines and what happens to a lot of that stuff. It, you know, it just gets out of sight, out of mind. It just gets forgotten about. And, I, and again, I've done that. Uh, I've done it in, in both ways, personally and as a business. And I will tell you that in both cases, where I thought it was really going to be an advantage and help out and so on, it just ended up being another area that collected crap that cost money. And, and not, nothing. by the way, nothing against those of you that own them. I mean, more power to you. In fact, I'd love to own one because they're cash cows. Because oh, yeah. <laughs> everybody does what I just said. Even though they shouldn't, they do. And I get it. Some people are transitionary and they don't have the ability. You know, they've moved out of a home. They're now in a smaller home while they're waiting to the other, have the other house built or whatever the case may be. Or they're moving and so on. And I get that. But some just own them to put more junk in. So instead of actually cleaning out the garage... They go rent a storage unit and just move everything from the garage into the storage unit. And then over time, the garage builds up again, and they're right back where they started from. And it's sort of like that cycle of – and Kurt Rogers is going to join us in the in the drive radio uh, first hour. It's sort of like that person that gets really high credit card debt. They then refinance the house to pay that off. And then two or three years later, they're back to having high credit card yep. debt. And then they're refinancing again, and it's this – vicious cycle the storage units can tend to be the same way when it comes to your junk yes it can be and to that end once you put stuff in that storage unit chances are you're not going to go visit it again no and and larry or charlie also brought up something else if you store things basement even a storage locker and there are things that you want to make sure are good in case things get wet i.e. clothing that you may be storing, uh, you know, picture albums, things along those lines. You better make sure they're on some sort of a pallet or up off the ground yep. because any kind of moisture on the ground, that we typically store things in cardboard boxes. I mean, you know, if you store it in a plastic tub, I guess that's different, but most of us will use a cardboard box to store things in. Any little bit of moisture, even coming up through the concrete, will suck into and wick into that box yep. And make all that stuff nasty and moldy and disgusting. And before you know it, you're throwing all of it out anyway. So if you're going to store things along those lines, even in a basement or a crawl space, you probably should make sure that it's up off the ground some to make sure you you don't have what I just said. Or put them inside of a plastic tote, something along those lines where you don't have an issue that way. Well, even as Charlie said, once pictures get moist, they stick They're done. together. They're done. Yeah. You're not getting them apart. You know, I know it. And granted, I'm... I know I'm getting older. I'm not a young man anymore. But some of the pictures I sent off, which my wife sent me, by the way, the 
the uh, company that we've used to do this, because we, we shopped around. These are the cheapest, I think, best service, cheapest guys out there. It's Vista Picks, P-I-X. So Vista Picks is the place to go. It's vistapicksmedia.com is the website. I'll put this in the notes, and Producer Ann can put this up on the website maybe here at some point. And, again, we did some shopping around, but what I was going to say is, I noticed that even some of the pictures that I've taken, you know, granted, paper pictures, but, you know, some of these probably aren't more than 15 years old. Because, you know, the digital thing, granted, it's now all on our phones, but at one time you had to have a camera, and yet you still had the old cameras kicking around that you still took, you know, regular, you know, paper pictures with and so on. And as t- you know, even in that time of 10 or 15 years, you can tell the quality of the picture isn't what it was when I put it in the album. Oh, absolutely. It's good you know, they, yep. they have They have aged and faded just enough. And so you think about having them there for 30 or 40 or 50 years, depending upon your age, and digitizing those and having those to where they're a lot easier and, and cleaner and, and so on. And, and by the way, you'll have them at that point, you know, forever. And then this company, by the way, will do pictures. They'll do 8-millimeter tape, like Larry was talking about earlier. Uh, they'll take and digitize any of that sort of thing that you've got. I think they'll even do some of the, the, the um, uh, not 8-millimeter. There was one other format after 8-millimeter that a lot of folks used, and I've kind of got both tapes. But really, bottom line, this company will take those, digitize those, and make them much better. So Marianne joining us now. Marianne, welcome. Uh, good morning, John. I have a question. I have a 2012 Nissan mm-hmm. Altima. Mm-hmm. And about two months ago, I was flying across Wyoming, you know, 80 miles an hour. And then all of a sudden, I was pushing on the gas, and it dropped me down to about 60. Hmm. And it wasn't was like it couldn't get the gas or couldn't get the power. Okay. But it only lasted a short time, and, and my trouble light did not come on in the car. Weird. Then, when I was coming back from Colorado on Sunday just crossing the border there and the same thing happened except it dropped me down to 40 miles an hour and i i kept it for going for about two miles and then all of a sudden it was just like something passed and away i went now i'm getting my gas at the same sinclair place in cheyenne for the last two months okay um so any ideas about that is it could it be a fuel filter could i was my first thought would be something in the fuel system that's got some sort of restriction to it I doubt if it's anything in the exhaust because if it'll pick right back up and run again right after, I doubt if it's anything exhaust. It's typically going to be something on the intake end of it, fuel-related. And, again, Marianne, I'm surprised you don't have a trouble light coming on because you, I mean, just thinking out loud, it could be everything from, you know, an injector that's not flowing correctly to your point being a fuel filter, something along those lines. And the other thought I just had, and I'd have to look that one up, and I, I don't, I'm, I apologize, I don't have my screen up yet because we're not on drive radio, but uh, if that's right. a drive-by wire, in other words, if there's not an accelerator cable on that, it could actually be the control from the accelerator pedal yes. out to the engine itself that's causing that also. If that's, okay. In other words, if it's, if it's drive-by wire, that could be your problem is what I mean to say. But typically okay. that's going to set a light. Usually think. it would, yes. Yep. Yeah, so that's twice, and it's, you know, the last time was, uh, you know, at least a good 15, 20 minutes, and it never came on. I mean, I I would still have that scanned at this point, Marianne, have somebody with a scan tool, not a code reader, but a scanner actually read it. There may be a code that's about to set that hasn't totally set yet. There may, in other words, there may be some history there they could look at. I would still have that looked at as far as that goes. 
Okay, because I've had it for um, it's, it's almost eighty thousand miles now, and I got it when it was like forty seven thousand. Okay. And of course, my deal here in Wheatland is you know everybody's backed up till the end oh, of July yeah. to get yep. the car in. So, you got that right, um, and, and that's not much different across the country, Marianne. It's pretty much that way everywhere. Gotcha. So is it is it anything that's going to be real serious as long as I baby it or something or keep it? I think you know, I don't out. think it's going to leave you stranded, but I would at least get an appointment. Get you know at least get in as quickly as you can and have that looked at. And yeah, to your point, it might be two or three weeks before you do. Gotcha. Okay, thank you very much. You're very welcome, Marianne. Thank you. Great question, by the way. And, again, don't forget, Drive Radio follow us up right after Fix It Radio. We, you know, again, we'll take those questions anytime. I've, I've answered even those types of questions during the week, so never feel bad about that. We'll answer them at any time. That's what we're here for. 303-477-5600 or the text line 307-200-8222. We'll be right back. This is Fix It Radio, KLZ 560. You are responsible for making sure that you are properly insured. But you're not alone. While Paul Lewinberger believes in personal accountability, he wants to make sure he's setting you up for success as your home and auto insurance agent. Paul will teach you about how you can save money on your premium while being fully covered in case of a loss. Your insurance should be for emergencies, not petty cosmetic issues. Insurance is not a coupon, your bank account, or for maintenance. Paul Lewinberger will tell you that your insurance is for emergencies. And when you work with Paul, You'll be rewarded for your diligence. Ask him about their incentivizing rebate program. Take a higher deductible and take responsibility. It's just one of the ways they can afford to keep their rates low. Take control of your life. Take responsibility for your insurance coverage. Call Paul Lewinberger with American National Insurance now at 303-662-0789. That's 303-662-0789. We live in uncertain times. Energy prices are through the roof, but what can you do? You only have one option for your electrical and natural gas needs. Absolute Electrical Heating and Air can help you keep those costs in line by giving you a free evaluation of your heating, cooling, and electrical demands. They have several ways to save you money, one of which is an infrared test to see where heating and cooling losses may be in your home. Once they do this, they can test and help you determine what can best be done to help reduce those losses and how you can save money. They also have more efficient devices that you can upgrade to that will save you money and make your home more comfortable year after year. So for all of your electrical, heating, and cooling needs, give them a call today at 720-526-0231 or find them at fixitradio.com or drive-radio.com that's absolute electrical heating and air our major sponsor of fixit radio drive radio and of course ready radio for quality and service beyond compare call absolute electrical heating and air with rates on the rise how do you get the best rate take aim affordable interest mortgage 720-895-0500 Did you know that when you get cash out or your FICO score is below a 740 or you're financing a condo versus a single family home, it will cost you more in rate and fees. Many lenders are charging more. Stop paying it. At Affordable Interest Mortgage, we have lenders that don't charge. Trying to purchase a second home or is your loan amount considered a high balance or jumbo? There they go again, charging you more. Take AIM, 720-895-0500. Let us show you a loan that doesn't charge more. Seeing a low rate but not reading the small print, only to realize all the extra costs and fees? Again, stop. Call 720-895-0500. Affordable interest mortgage. Quit paying fees and closing costs that are unnecessary. 
Get a low rate without all the extra cost. Let us show you how to save thousands. Call 720-895-0500 now. Affordable interest mortgage. 720-895-0500. Serving Coloradans for over 20 years. NMLS 298-191. Regulated by DORA. Your roof is one of the most important parts of your home and yet is one of the most neglected. We all tend to think it'll last forever without any maintenance or repairs until a hail or windstorm comes around and does damage to your roof. The problem with that mentality is it's wrong. Do you know that RoofMax is a product that can rejuvenate your roof and give you up to five to seven years of additional life? Do you know that the application can be done more than once so that the life of your roof can be extended for up to 15 years? The reason shingles break with wind and hail is because they're dried out and brittle. RoofMax is an organic product that rejuvenates your asphalt shingles, making them more flexible and durable at the same time. Call Dave Hart today and get your roof inspected. It's a no-obligation inspection that will tell you what condition your roof is in and what can be done to extend the life of your roof, which, in the end, saves you money. Call Dave Hart at 303-710-6916 or visit our website, fixitradio.com or drive-radio.com. You're driving down the road and out of nowhere comes a bang. A huge rock just hit your windshield and now you have a star in your windshield. We all know the reasons that keep developing them to work with the newest windshields. That would be Novus Autoglass. Novus, which is the Latin word for innovate, invented windshield repair in 1972 and it still leads the industry in cutting edge technology. Backed by more patents than any other repair and replacement company, while other glass repair services offer limited warranties or worse, None at all. You can trust the original Novus Pros to stand behind their work with a full refund that you can use towards a windshield replacement for the life of your windshield. Find a Novus location near you by going to our website, drive-radio.com. Just click on the Novus link. That's Novus Autoglass, a proud sponsor of Drive Radio. All right, we are back. Fix It Radio, KLZ 560. Myself, Larry Unger. Of course, Charlie Grimes, our engineer as well. And, okay, I wanted to, don't forget, Father's Day is tomorrow. Most of you know that, but we're going to do a few things special during Drive Radio when it comes to dads, so stay tuned for that as well. So I wanted to talk just because we had a phone call that came in right before we went on air today about smart meters. In fact, I got my notice last week from XL Energy that they will be out and replace uh, my meters uh, this probably this week, I think, is what their plan is. And we did a whole hour show on this on a Rush to Reason one day, and there are a lot, I mean a lot, of, of misinformation and conspiracy theories and so on when it comes to smart meters. So we got the skinny on them, and I'll share that with you right now. The biggest reason despite what all the conspiracy theorists and stuff out there will tell you the biggest reason they're switching to smart meters is because the smart meter will will serve two purposes when it comes to in this case xl energy in our area one they reduce labor collecting the amount of power that you've used because they no longer have to drive a car around and remotely they no longer do they go door to door and read meters but they still drive around with a vehicle that picks up the signal that then feeds into their equipment that then they bill you off of. In the future with a smart meter, it's got a, a cell phone chip, I guess the best way to say it, three, you know, 5G cell phone chip in it. It will automatically upload when necessary what electricity you've used so they no longer have to send a car around to read meters. 
That's why if you don't switch to a smart meter and they have to come out and read your meter, which they will then have to do, you're going to get charged extra on top of your normal power bill to not have a smart meter. The other thing that the smart meter allows them to do, if, if you have smart appliances, and some of you do, some of you don't, smart appliances, i.e. refrigerators that talk to the internet. Uh, some microwaves now and, and some other cooking devices will, you know, talk to the Internet. Thermostats, where you can control those remotely. Uh, those are, you know, the Internet of Things. Those are smart devices. Now, in a lot of cases, some of you might have some lights. You might have some thermostats. And a few of you might have a refrigerator that does that. But by and large, other than Alexa being in most people's homes because of a speaker or something along those lines, a lot of folks don't have many smart things in their home. Some do. Some are really big on it, and the whole house is smart-driven. But in most cases, you'll, some of you will have a handful of items in the house. Some will have none. I mean, even me, as technical as I am, I might have two or three things in the house that are smart-driven. I don't even have smart thermostats. I don't I, either. I, I have heating and cooling system where I just time it and do it that way, and I, honestly, I don't need to control it remotely because it's just not a huge issue to me along those lines. And I... We can get into we've talked about smart thermostats in the past, but where I'm going with this is unless you have a lot of smart devices and even with the smart devices, no, they can't control the they cannot control those through the meter itself. In other words, they cannot shut off power to an individual device. It's still a little unknown. Can they control the thermometer, for example, your thermostat? Can they control that? remotely because you have a smart meter i don't know there are people that say that they can there are people that say they can't i i don't know i don't think that they would be able to through the smart meter itself control your thermostat they would still need access to your home network and things along those lines to be able to get in to control that smart device now when it comes to some of the other appliances that you might have could they potentially control those through a smart meter Honestly, folks, at that point, I don't know that anybody knows the answer to that because, again, it's very conspiratorial. There are folks out there, even on the Internet, YouTube, that have taken some of these apart, looked at some of the inner workings, seen some of the chips, you know, dissected them. They're trying to figure out exactly what information they're sending up to the Internet and so on. And all of those that I have watched, believe it or not, I have watched several of those for several hours. I've watched some of these guys go through and dissect these smart meters. And other than sending the power that you're using... I haven't seen these guys dissect anything other than that. Now, what's going to also start happening, I believe it already is, is uh, the plan, and I don't know when this is when this is going to take place, if it's already there, if it's taking place next month, but Excel Energy in our area is going to start charging a higher rate in the peak hours of the day, 3 to 7 p.m. So 3 p.m. to 7 p.m., which is peak hours here in Colorado. They are going, Excel Energy, some of the other co-ops and stuff, I don't know. But with Xcel Energy, they are going to charge you a higher per kilowatt hour rate for that time frame. Well, believe it or not, I had an Xcel Energy supposedly employee okay. stop by the house two weeks ago. Wouldn't surprise me. They're out running around, so that wouldn't and surprise they, me. He mentioned the same thing. Between 3 and 7, your rates will go up. Mm -hmm. And as long as you, you know, if you're paying attention to what you're doing between 3 and 7, right. it's really not a big deal. Yeah, and, and where, where Larry's mentioning is paying attention. Keep in mind, there's a lot of folks that between 5 and 7 are probably cooking dinner. 
right. might be running some appliances during that time. And so if you're running, you know, the air conditioning and the oven and you've got a lot of other things, you know, a lot of lights on, things like that. And that's during those peak hours. Yes, those are that's going to cost you more during those times to do that. And to Larry's point, if you're conscious of that, and, and a lot a lot of folks are anyways, but if you're conscious of that, you'll be able to get by with that just fine. And it won't cost you a lot of extra money. On the same token, if you're one of those individuals where at 4 o'clock in the afternoon, everybody gets home from work or school or whatever it might be, or even 5 o'clock at night, and all the lights go on and you know, people are doing all sorts of things inside the house and every TV in the house is on and you're cooking dinner and, 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 oh, and, then, and the air conditioning is running full blast. Yeah, you're going to pay for that. Well, and then you decide to do laundry on top of that. Uh, it's right. going to add to it. A- anything, anything you're going to run electricity wise is going to add to that. So the idea being, how do you minimize that electric use during those times? And these are things that I think down the road here, we'll start bringing you some different uh, pieces of advice or, or money-saving tips, if you would, uh, during that time frame where you know we're not going to have you operating by candlelight. But um, <laughs> yeah, keep in mind your winter time. Well, two things: if you don't have air conditioning, frankly, probably not a huge issue. What you're going to normally use for regular electricity during right. that time is probably not a big big deal. This this is going to be a bigger deal for most people that are running. Uh, you know, an, an air conditioner, or in some cases with some of you that have split systems where you may have a unit running downstairs and a unit that runs the upstairs. Well, now you're running two AC right. units. If both of those are running at the same time during those peak hours, yes, that's going to cost you extra money. Well, and the other side of the coin is if you run your air conditioner on high versus low, that, that can make a, a bigger difference. So just think about what you're doing. Yeah, I, idea being to... As always, get the house cooled off as much as you can prior to that time frame. Keep all of your shades and drapes and things pulled. During that time, try to keep things as cool as possible. Leave the doors shut. You know, if the kids are there, you know, running in and out, always lets hot air in. I mean, you try to minimize that stuff as much as you can. Maybe you have them go in and out of the garage because a garage will be, you know, it's sort of like having a vestibule, if you would, is sort of a... a, a a closed off point between it and the full outdoors. I mean, there's all sorts of ways to try to save on that. And that's what I would recommend doing during that time to try to keep things cool. So you're not running the air conditioner to get it back, you know, cool again. Well, on the other side of the curtain, and we've talked about this before, it's easier to maintain a temperature than it is to shut it down. That's right. Let it get heat up and then have to recool right. it. And, and again, there's money saving devices when it comes to insulation in the walls, the, the ceiling we're going to get next week. Uh, I believe Absolute Electrical Heating and Air is going to join us next Saturday uh, morning uh, for Fix It Radio. We're going to talk about their quiet, cool system, how that can balance things out, save you money, do some of the things that Larry just mentioned. And, and in the meantime, if you've got a question on the quiet cool, there's a $300 off deal right now on their quiet cool system. And I will tell you, that system, if you do the math, knowing what we're headed into with what we're talking about right now with the higher rates during that time frame, that quiet cool system will pay for itself, I'm guessing. Uh, in one season. I would be surprised if it doesn't, given the way prices are going to go when it comes to energy. So, Jeff in Montana, you're next. Hey, good morning, all. Morning. Um, I have I have absolutely no problem with the market economy working the way it is and with Excel charging more at peak demand because, you know, that's their way of making sure people uh, they have sufficient capacity. You know, if more people are using electricity between 3 and 7, if you charge them more, then they will tend to use less, which right. balances out the load. My daughter has uh, lives in Texas, in Round Rock, and 
she actually gets free electricity for certain times of the day, hmm. mostly overnight. But they don't charge her at all with her smart meter. Wow. So, uh, so yeah. So you know, it's that's their way of encouraging people to do things at certain times because it, it ends up hitting you in the wallet, which is the way a market economy is supposed to work. Yep. Um, I'm a little confused on the smart meter stuff because um, when I lived in the Springs, uh, Colorado Springs Utilities there had a uh, a meter in our house that was not a smart meter per se, but it it would aggregate all the signals uh, or your data, and once a month it would uh, well it would take your data once a month. It would send it to an aggregator, which would take all of the data in in the area, and then send it via uh, probably a, a cell phone connection or something, but it would send it back to a location in, I believe, Missouri that would then aggregate it and uh, and provide the billing support for Colorado Springs Utility. Okay. So that's been going on in the Springs for decades. Right. I'm surprised that right. that Excel does not have that in Denver by now. Uh, yeah, I I have no answer for that, Jeff. I there are things I shake my head at with Excel at times. Yeah. Okay. In regards to the uh, your house appliances, you know that's a completely different thing. Uh, can can a smart meter control your appliances? I don't have an answer to that. I don't know. Um, I just want people to know that the, as you said, the aggregation or the transmittal of your usage and with a smart meter, what the meters in Colorado Springs didn't do is say, you know. Uh, what time of day was I using? What was my peak load? Yeah, and these will now. Yeah, that I do know. These new smart yeah. meters will do that for sure. Yeah, all they did there was uh, take it and yep. uh, once a month they'd send it out. So this sounds like it's an improvement on that to allow them to adjust the rates that they That's right. charge a customer base on peak usage. You're correct. Which is, like I said before, that's wonderful. That's the way the market's supposed to work. Can't argue that, Jeff. I'll let you go. Appreciate it very much. Always have great comments. We'll get one more in here before the uh, top of the hour and the end of the show. Bruce, you're up. Hey, John. Good morning. How are you guys Good. Doing? Hey, on the smart meter issue, so there's a couple things there. One, I've got United Power, and oh. I have a smart meter. Okay. So the first thing, I also have a smart thermostat. So now I've given them permission to adjust my thermostat in the summertime. And I, yeah, and I was, and I was, I was, I was going to ask you that. I'm sure because the way your security is set up, you had to give them that or they wouldn't have been able to access it, correct? Exactly. You yeah. basically gave me your credentials. Yeah, that's what I thought. Okay, that, that makes sense. Yeah. The, the second is now, and you talked about this, now they can charge more from 3 to 7, right? So they're monitoring your hourly usage, right? So yep. United Power... Um, um, put into the bill a couple years ago after we got smart meters as peak usage charts. Yep. Right. But I have solar. So there are months where I make more electricity than I use. So then you're getting a credit, right? No, I get a credit for the kilowatts. Right. I still get charged the peak usage charge, even though I'm using my electricity. That's now that's garbage. Isn't it? I think it is. That's crap. Sorry, but it is. (laughs) I, I totally agree. I've been, been thinking about should i get a bunch of united power guys together i think you should i mean if you're generating at that time of day you know peak power to go back into the grid to offset what you're using and and they should by by the way with a smart meter they ought to be able to figure that out um if you're offsetting enough during those peak times then and or generating enough in those peak times you ought to get a credit on the peak time or on on the peak rate i 
don't disagree with that either. But, you know, most of the time your peak time, like you said, is, is when you're generating less solar. It's usually in the evening. You True. got the air conditioning on. You're cooking. But I still Although this time of the year, yeah. Bruce, from 3 to 7 with the way our sun is right now, you've still got typically the evenings in Colorado. You've, you've got pretty good generation right now from 3 to 7. Oh, yeah. I, I've got over the last two months over 300 kilowatts in the back. There you go. I, I think, I think yeah. you're onto something. I, I fully agree with you. I think it's garbage they're doing that. Yeah, because what they've done since I got solar, I got solar in 2015, is they doubled the service charge, and now they added the peak usage rate. So my bill is never less than $30 a month. But there's probably months Even where if I they weren't doing power. the peak usage, you'd have no bill, right? Well, just the service charge, which used to be $10, but now it's $20. Okay, okay. There, there are always ways around it. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah. Appreciate it, John. No, appreciate that info. I, I, no, that's, that's great information, Bruce. I appreciate that. And he validated what I was thinking earlier in regards to your thermostats as well. Yes, those are going to be protected. They'd have to have the credentials to be able to get into that thermostat on your account to be able to then control what's needed. And if you allow them, like Bruce, to do so, then so be it. That's your call. I, every one of you is going to be different on that. I don't know that I would, but that would be up to you. Craig, I got about 30 seconds. Go ahead, sir. Hey, John, I totally disagree with the previous caller. XL Energy, we're beholden to them. They're the only game in town, charging extra rates at a certain time of the day when people are coming home from work, and maybe they want to get their house cooled down a little bit. They start their cooking. They start their laundry, and then charging a higher rate at, the, at a peak usage with the excuse that they're just trying to even the load throughout the day. It's a bunch of bull. Okay. I'll give you that last word. I, I Again, that's, that is your feeling i've got my own feelings on it i i tend to lie somewhere in the middle of those two i understand exactly what jeff's saying i understand what what craig is saying as well um it i understand craig's point that we only have one option that part i get i also understand what jeff's saying is that's how they can control how much usage is and whether or not they have to add additional power into the grid and so on so i i see both sides of it uh that's it though we'll be back next week again i think i'll have for working on it anyways to have absolute electrical heating and air on talk about their quiet cool system and some home generation next saturday as well so stay tuned for that in the meantime drive radio is coming up next if you missed any of this just go to our website fixitradio.com you can listen to the program there otherwise we'll be right back this is fix it radio klz 560